We're not allowed to fly higher than the trees until we're weaned, Bumblewind reminded her, chewing on a blade of grass. We're not really going to fly, said Morningleaf with a casual glance at Star. But let's pretend we're on a high flight to where the blue sky turns black. You know desert herd steeds can't fly that high, said Echo Frost. Morningleaf flicked her small, curved ears. Yes, they can. Raincloud did it 400 years ago. That's a legend, Echo Frost lashed her tail at a fly crawling up her leg. Legends aren't real, they're exaggerated, everyone knows that. Can we just play? asked Morningleaf. She flapped her wings and galloped across the grass. Echo Frost followed. Star watched as the fillies flattened their necks and angled their wings as if they were really flying. He whinnied and joined them, catching and passing them easily. The nice thing about his long legs was that he was fast, faster than any of the foals in Sunherd. Star whipped around and faced Morningleaf, cutting her off. She dodged him, stubbing her hoof, and tumbled across the grass, nickering happily. Morningleaf sat up and shook a flower petal off her head. You two will be snowherd raiders, she said, pointing her wing at Star and Bumblewind. Try to catch us. Come on, Echo Frost. Echo Frost cantered up beside Morningleaf, flicking Star with her white tail. Hey, he nickered and chased her, Bumblewind galloping beside him. Notice how they made us snowherd steeds the worst flyers in Anak? Bumblewind huffed. So if we catch them, they'll say we're cheating. But we're bigger and stronger, Star said, running faster, his heart thrumming in his chest. He felt like a regular Pegasus cult when he played with his friends, like he belonged. The foals galloped across the field, wings flapping, except for Star's. Morningleaf took flight up and over the growing grass with Echo Frost flying beside her, staying just a short wing length over the colt's heads. Pretend we're higher than the clouds, Morningleaf said to Echo Frost her eyes gleaming. Bumblewind grabbed his twin sister's tail and pulled her lower. You're captured, he said, imitating the deep, rumbling neigh of a stallion. Star reared, snatching Morningleaf's tail and landing her. You're both snowherd fillies now, he said. Morningleaf squealed and struggled to escape his grasp. Star pinned her against a tall oak tree. You'll never escape me, red filly, he said, trying to sound serious, while she pretended to be afraid. Can we play? said a voice, interrupting the fun. Star looked over and saw Brackentail and the other sun-herd foals. Star flattened his ears, and Brackentail glared at him, lashing his tail. The brown colt seemed to feel no guilt about abandoning Star at Feather Lake. Morningleaf's ribs expanded in a deep breath, and Star realized he was crushing her. He released her so she could answer. Sure, she said. What are we playing? asked a little dappled filly. Morningleaf looked embarrassed. Just chase. The filly brightened. Sounds fun. She darted forward and all the foals scattered, flying after one another, their hooves skimming the grass. Star bolted with an excited whinny and sped into the woods as fast as he could, determined to outrun anyone chasing him. After a while, he glanced back to see who was coming after him but no one was there. His legs were longer than the other foal's legs. Maybe he was too fast for them. He slowed, breathing hard, ready to dash away at the first sign of a foal. He circled the trees for a long time, 
flicking his ears and listening for any movement. But slowly, the truth hit him like a tail smacking an oblivious fly. No one had chased him. The thrill of the chase melted away, and he noticed his back muscles were throbbing from dragging his long wings. In the distance, he heard abrupt nickers and squeals as the foals called to one another. I found you! You're it! Try and catch me! He felt silly standing in a thicket, panting and waiting for a chaser who would never come. But he couldn't go back so soon, alone. They would understand what had happened, and Brackentail would make fun of him. Defeated, Star lay down with a sigh and munched on nearby huckleberries. He glanced at the dark forest around him, and his ears slumped. His eyesight was his sharpest sense, but in this thick forest, the shrubs and branches blocked his vision. Suddenly he heard a